इट इज सैड इन गीता भगवान ने माताओं के ऊपर कलश रखा ज्ञान का दुनिया को बदलने के लिए आई एम रोहन ठकार एंड वेलकम टू बींग द चेंज अ पॉडकास्ट वेर वी ब्रिंग चेंज मेकर्स ऑफ द सोसाइटी एंड शेयर देयर ओपिनियंस ऑन वॉट इट टेक्स टू बी द चेंज टूडे आई हैव अ वेरी स्पेशल गेस्ट बट मोर देन दैट आई हैव अ वेरी स्पेशल को होस्ट हर नेम इज रीमा अमरापुरकर एंड शी इज अ फिल्म मेकर एंड टूडे वी आर गोइंग टू शेयर अ स्टोरी लाइक नेवर बिफोर अ स्टोरी विच गॉट इंडियन विलेजेस ऑन ग्लोबल मैप दिस इज द स्टोरी ऑफ वुमेन एम्पावरमेंट दिस इज द स्टोरी ऑफ ट्रांसफॉर्मेशन ऑफ द सोसाइटी Reema welcome to the show thank you so much rohan and thank you for inviting me here as your co-host thank you um so regarding today's story it's yes. a story that has been inspiring me for nearly a decade now and um uh, you all will be inspired too by uh, as we progress so uh, i would like to introduce to you a person who's a very special close to heart person to me of course and she is an economist a farmer a social activist a social thinker and definitely a change maker she has put the rural small village of maharashtra on the global map with her tireless efforts for the last 3 decades i welcome chetna gala sinha hi chetna welcome to our show being the change hi. thanks nice to meet you rima after so many days so uh, chetna uh, you do so many things right and like i just said you are so many things and you're an inspiration to people in all different walks of life so uh, this definitely must have something to do with your childhood so can you tell us how your childhood has been so today when i sit here and uh, in give interview actually i never thought in my childhood that you know i'm going to be doing this or that but yes my childhood i was born and raised in mumbai mm-hmm. and i uh, i was raised in the mumbai in a very vibrant area that is called nal bazar okay. sipitank nal bazar area those who are mumbaiites they would know that this is a corner which is very interesting on one side there is a bindi bazar then yeah. on the other side there is a nal bazar and okay. then there is a one side goldevel and sipitank correct so when when i mean and i i we are four sisters and two brothers oh. it was uh, when i was born i was a third daughter in my family oh. and we stayed in a joint family mm. so my grandmother my uncle aunt everybody was there and when i was born everybody was thinking like after two daughters my mm. mom would have a son yeah. uh, which didn't happen and so bit a family was upset but at the same time my father was very fine with it mm. and he realized i i mean later on I, i i saw that he continuously wanted to see that i should not be affected by being a third daughter in the family right. and so he tried i mean so he was always would let me do what i want then the second is in fact he would always push me to do the things which girls would not do right so say for example pushing me to learn karate judo at that time when i was growing judo was a big thing mm. so my childhood my schooling my graduation went in that area i spent that in in that area and uh, 
and after me i had a bro- two brothers and then again sister so we are six siblings oh. but my after me my brother is one and a half year younger to me so mm. it became very interesting my childhood life like he was very much fond of uh, kite flying okay and in that area yeah. nalbazar kite flying was like everyday thing everybody uh-huh. would go on and there were no terrace on the building right. so you go on the roof roof of the building right wow. instead of terrace and okay. then that going to roof climbing to roof is by itself is an adventure yeah. and you 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 fly kite kite so it was and both of us would always like you know spent at least 3 days a week on a roof flying kites in a way my childhood was very much like i never grew up as a girl and it's mm-hmm. not me even my sisters so my father believed very strongly and he also had been i mean he used to read lot of literature okay. so he knew the reformers history in india right. so he wanted us to study and my eldest sister was very very good and she would always come first oh and that used to make me really crazy i, I used to imagine. get really angry <laughs> i used to say like at least one time at least one time you you Clamp, come, come down, down, no, because <laughs> the standard is so difficult to make I it. I know. And so every time you have to be like, she is going to get first rank. Then my another sister, yeah, she also had the same issue. So she would try her best, and she would get like you know second or third rank. So I had to, and then I would say, I used to say like, okay, I cannot get, and I used to tell my mom also that this is not possible for uh-huh. me. So that's how. it was very interesting childhood that on one side in the family my my generation in the family was like going for graduation it was a first generation oh. in my family so because my grandfather migrated my father did his 10th grade after that he dropped out right. and so then my sisters went to college hmm. so we were the first generation in our family to go to college right and yeah. uh, so i and and it was again when i decided like when i after after 10th what line you want to take like what mm. what sec, fe, sector you want to go art science or oh, in in india we had like hardly any option at that time so i was and my both the sisters went for science and i was like and my and it's a family of doctors so oh. i said no i don't want to do science because i had seen them whole day reading and i said no i mm. am not doing it and wow. and it was i was the first person not to select mm-hmm. science in my family so i said i'll i'll pick up commerce right. and i did my graduation in college in lala lajpat rai and for some time i was in hr i did my post graduation in kalina campus okay uh, so this is like broadly i'm saying and and in the childhood even in college university i was very active with the extracurricular activities in okay. the school like you have a cultural center cultural or association mm-hmm. of the students i was part of the cricket team yeah. of my college so in a way since childhood i was quite and and yeah i should also share this it's just i'm remembering mm. that i was in 6th or 7th grade and uh, 
in during diwali time i wanted more money to fire, like um, have for firecrackers okay. and my father said that you don't realize how expensive it is and these money, i mean money doesn't come very easily right. so i decided that okay we'll start a shop of firecrackers wow. so in 6th grade myself and my brother uh-huh. both of us started a shop of i mean it's not shop it was like right. one table displayed all the firecrackers and we had my my grandfather had a shop okay. uh, in nal bazar uh-huh. it is a, a food grain st- shop so okay. lot of customers used to come wholesale mm-hmm. and retail so in front of that we put up our stall of firecrackers and i i still remember that when we were counting the rupees during i mean i it must be i was in 6th grade it must be around i think 1969 or 70 7071 okay. and we made 700 rupees wow that was a big amount back then so your entrepreneur has been in use since you were a child i must say I, Yeah actually I didn't realize that I don't I don't know to say yes or no but I didn't realize that but now when I'm remembering I was just I used I I shared things with my kids like you know we did this right. so it was interesting and in my family it was not a big thing like you they are doing time pass uh-huh. everybody thought that okay in diwali they have got into it so good there is no headache in the vacation <laughs> in the house because right. we used to stay in chols uh-huh. so chols did not have any playground or nothing right, right. all right. your games are surrounded with the space you have yeah. so that was an um, yeah so that was my um, college life and i was everybody would look at me and say like she's not doing going to do any career because my sisters were so hard working yeah. and i would always be so active in all these things but right. not study right. and then meanwhile i got an uh, exposure to the sangarsh wahini a jayaprakash mm. narayan's organization mm. uh, a gandhian leader who fought against emergency in india yeah. and he was the first i feel that after independent that he went to the universities and mobilized students to be participate in this movement right. and that's how i also got into that movement okay. this organizations chhatra yuva sangarshwaini which was mm-hmm. a student and youth organization okay and so when i so i joined J, jp movement we used mm-hmm. to say jp movement jayaprakash narayan's movement yeah. and of course i mean when i joined it was already uh, uh, janta party had come to power mm-hmm. but what jp said was that he was not he has not started a movement just to topple the government yeah. but what he wants is that to make the real change and he he used to appeal to youth that yeah. young people of india should go to rural india and work with the communities there and in that passion i started working in the rural india in jayaprakash narayan's movement and there were many other young people who were working and that's how my actually life a turning point came in my life it was first time that you know i started moving around in rural india i started working in i mean it was all over india so i used to go to bihar in bihar there was a big movement of bodh gaya yeah. organizing the mushuhar community which is like one of the most backward one of the most backward caste not in you can define as a within the scheduled caste also because okay. they say that we stay in a pig's house and uh-huh. they actually eat 
I mean, they don't have anything to eat, so they actually kill the pigs and used to eat. So, and and they were of course considered untouchables. But mm. so we were working in, I mean, to bring this caste into a mainstream. Mm. Right. So it was more, but whole movement was for the land struggle because ah. these communities, these Mushar communities, were bonded laborers, oh. and we were we used to release them from bonded laborers. And then we used to fight for them that whatever on the land which they are tilling, mm. they have a right for that. Mm. So that aggressiveness mm. came in my life that you have to fight for the rights. It yeah. was my first exposure to right-based mm. movement okay. for people oh. in that sense. And it was very interesting that so many things came in my mind, la, la, mind because there were many, many women who were active. Okay. And so I used to, within the organization, I used to bring up this issue that women are tilling the land, women are coming to the movement, they are participating in the mochas, yeah. in agitations, so they should also get the land rights. Right. And that was the first time in India where some one organization like Sangarshwaini brought this whole issue that women should get the land rights. Correct. Actually, the slogan was... Jo jamin ko jote boe, wo jamin ka malik hoe. Right. The one who tills the land is the owner of the land. Okay. So we used to say women are also tilling the land, so they should be the owner of the land. Right. And that's how that whole vision in my mind started. I started building it like women can get the land rights. And mm. so that that uh, thinking, I mean, I'm just saying like what my childhood had gone and I never thought of these, uh, that I'm going to think and work for yeah. women and stay in Bihar in a small village in Bodh Gaya district, right. which is one backward state and Gaya is the one of the most backward districts, working with one of the most uh, left out community. Hmm. I never thought I'll be doing so Was there any cultural shock that you had or how did you try to adapt yourself to that place? <laughs> what, so, what changes did you get in yourself? You know what, actually... The cultural shock was like, I mean, fun thing is that when I went to Bihar, I'll narrate you two examples. Yes. Uh, I was in, um, in North Bihar, I was on Darbhanga railway station, uh, I think bus station. And I always had a boycott and I used to wear a jeans and shirt in Mumbai. But uh, when I used to go to Bihar, I would wear salwar kameez. And uh, so on the bus stop only people started watching me and making comment and started ma making the comments. So I was really upset and then I started uh, fighting with those people and and then I was just tired with my whole fight and I was sitting because when you have a um, two-tire reservation there are there are these uh, waiting rooms in yes. uh, yeah. railway station right mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. I was just sitting in a waiting room and women's room used to be separate yeah. so there were, some men came in that room and I was alone actually waiting in a women's room and I said y'all cannot enter this room and I was so aggressive and these people had I mean they were like aap janti hai that whole language I was so shocked with that violent language because in Mumbai you don't hear this yes. Not at all. and so I was like 
I became much more aggressive. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then I had a very big fight. It was good that actually I'm, I was going there, but I was going to meet an MP in that area. Uh, Raghunath Jha, I, I think he's no more. But uh, so, and somehow he got the information that some Bombay girl has come oh. and this fight is going on. Oh. And he realized this girl was going to come to meet me. So he immediately came there and he said, come. And then he actually literally <laughs> like made, uh, saved me, I would yes. say. Oh. Because I didn't realize what risk I was taking. Mm. Right. These were like, you know, tall, Rajput, Yes. These are the caste who are very, very powerful in yes. Bihar. And you sh- one shouldn't, if the sensible person would not take that risk. But I had no idea. How old were you when this happened? I was doing my post-graduation. So I was 20, 21. Right. And um, so, yeah. And then on that day, and then the, this MP Raghunath Jha, he was explaining that this is not Mumbai. This is not Mumbai. This is not But... It was, so that was one. Another, the way you stay, right? So, I had a habit of having a chai in morning. And in Bodhgaya, you don't get milk. Mm -hmm. People eat black tea and there's no milk, there's no kettle. Mm -hmm. And so, I used to take a condensed milk, Nestle's condensed Mm -hmm. milk with me. Uh, whenever I go to Bodhgaya, right. like two dabas, three dabas, <laughs> and people in the organization, my my colleague in the organization would criticize me. You are a white collared person, so I would say like, okay, I'm a white collared person. I'm making tea with milk. If anybody wants, they can have it. So even those who were <laughs> criticizing me were having that tea. So and and it would last not even for eight days, and yes. then I would come to black tea. But it's just that you know when you are used to the these things and I would just say I mean these were the shocks and of course my dress and hair all used Mm. to make it a very me different person there but another thing I also saw in India is in wherever you go uh, people accept you you don't have to change how you are staying and I never did whatever I mean not only just in Bihar but in afterwards also when I when I shifted to Maswad, mm-hmm. I used to stay as I am. Yeah, I, I wanted to come to that, you know, that uh, you've been a South Bombay girl, which is uh, one of the most hip areas of Mumbai, actually. And uh, from there, your occasional uh, experiences in Bihar and uh, Jharkhand and these places. And then you moved to Maswad for life. I mean, uh, I was going to come to the adjustment part of it. So how how did you... Uh, why Maswar? What happened that, you know, you moved, decided to move to, of all the places in Maharashtra, you decided to move to Maswar? Yeah, and many people tell me when now they come to Mandeshi and they yeah. see and they would say like from nowhere because people had a habit of... Uh, when, and yes, I was a South Bombay girl, but I didn't come from a very elite family, honestly. Okay. Yeah. So in that way, on that is one. And second is that in uh, every year vacations, we always used to go to Kutch mm. in my native place. Mm. So in that way, I had that um, 
I mean, we used to love Kutch very mm. on. And and in India, everybody in vacations, we didn't grew up in the culture where in vacation you tour around the world oh, yeah, or yeah. go to those places. We have a culture that you go to your grandmother's place, very right. meet your grandmother, right? Yeah. So those vacations were like special. Mm. But uh, going to Maswad was one of the, I mean, with the Sangashwaini had uh, a student and youth organization, Sangashwaini had a work in that area also. Okay. This Maswad in Western Maharashtra, mm. in Satara district, in Man Taluka, was a drought area. Mm. And there, the team of Sangashwaini was working on water issue. Okay. And they were also working on um, uh, Rozga employment guarantee scheme. Mm. Because there is there is no water, there is a drought, and people require, wanted, either you migrate or you get a job at the in the fields right. in the area mm. so there was a whole movement there where in drought you provide us the jobs mm. and Vijay my husband now he was very active he was leading that movement in Maswad and because it was like a many drought area so men would migrate there were many women who were asking for work okay. and he was organizing these laborers who would go for the government job? So employment guarantee scheme, it was started in Maharashtra. Now you have Manarega, Mahatma Gandhi, yeah. National Rozgar Yojana. Yeah. In fact, Maharashtra was the first state in this country to start uh, employment guarantee scheme. Yeah which was started by Page, a famous Gandhian, yes. and Dr. Usha Mehta, who was a, a mentor, yeah. who ran a first radio during the emergency period. So the, they had started an employment guarantee scheme, and we were organizing the, organize, Vijay was organizing women, Sangashwaini was, to get the job. And so because there were many women, they always used to require a women activist to come there and work. Okay. To talk to women and all so mm -hmm. i always used to be very ready that i will go as i had my that type of a nature uh -huh. so then i used to go i mean i started going to maswat okay that's how i uh, came in i mean that's how my exposure to the maharashtra village came that mm -hmm. was first time that was maswat and uh, maswat and mandesh overall has a very unique culture even if it is a part of maharashtra its culture is quite unique so uh, can you tell us a bit more about uh, mandesh and maswat's culture and how you adjusted to it and how how was your experience with mandesh so when I started going to Maswad, honestly, I couldn't, I didn't speak Marathi. I couldn't read Marathi oh. at all. And so it was very new to me in a way. And um, it was, I mean, by birth, I am not born in a Marathi family. I'm born in a Jain Kachi family. Uh, though we don't, I mean, myself and my husband don't believe in any faith, but still, uh, the, how you are raised is very different. And so when I remember that uh, when I was going first time to Maswad and it was like unending journey in bus. I was thinking now the village will come, now the village will come. It took me around seven to eight hours. I started in morning. And I thought, like, you know, I'll reach. But it, and then, then you don't realize, right, that you are going to um, a small place. You may have something to eat. And yeah. so I was like, after Pune, so hungry. And I was get down at any, every station, bus 
bus stop and try to find out. And when you are in Mumbai, you don't like to have bananas, right? Every right. bus stop would have bananas. Okay. So, but when I was going to Maswar, there was a, the well, the village came, which name of the village was Dahiwadi. And uh, as a Bombay person who just look at the snacks, I thought it is Dahiwadi. Maybe this is famous for Dahiwada. <laughs> so I got a, got down on the bus the bus stand and I started asking people that you get Dahiwada here, and people were just watching at me and saying like, "What nonsense are you talking? Why why would we will have Dahiwada? They had no idea what is Dahiwada is. And I said because name is Dahiwadi, so must be you must be getting Dahiwada. What I'm trying to say is that when you are grown in a city, yeah. you just are out of context of the country, yes. right? Dahiwadi right. does not mean Dahiwada. Must huh. have been Wadi. Wadi is the right. Right. place where it has been a cluster of people. Correct. So something like that. But you, your city life makes you think, think. that way. Hmm. So then finally, of course, I reached and I was saying that I'm so hungry. I thought we'll get Dahiwada. And everybody in Sangashwani, when we had that meeting, was yeah. actually uh, teasing me like, okay, <laughs> this girl wants Dahiwadi, Dahiwada in Dahiwadi station. So you get these experience. And the another when, so actually till then afterwards also, I was not very much into Man Taluka, Man Desha. I was thinking my role is more as going to village, talking to these women and mobilizing them in the movement. But uh, later on, we decided myself and Vijay that we'll marry. Hmm. And so, uh, and then even like, you know, it's not when I, I was very active in feminist movement simultaneously, going to Delhi, Mumbai, organizing all these morchas against rape. There was a forum against rape, um, which was in Mumbai where I was very active. Okay. So in during that time, you know, with the, when you have decided that I will not, I will not marry, there is a time in comes where you decide, no, no, I'm not going to have family. I'm not going to marry. I'll do this work throughout my life right. and then you decide that oh my god you are thinking of marriage right yeah. so that also is a very different decision particularly I feel there even if you are very modern women or whatever but I do think and I do see that when women decide to marry and it's also men because it's not very easy but during our time it was very difficult for right. women, girls to take that decision and in my case it was like I'm in Mumbai Vijay is from that small place. He has not gone for a higher education. But he knew much, much more than all techniques of water, all the demography of the area, how it can change. But still, it was a very um, unusual to take that decision. So I decided to marry him and I told my father. Uh, in fact, first thing, he was like, you can imagine how he yeah, would react, yeah, right? Yeah. But the first thing he was, he, he laughed and he said, oh, I was thinking you, I'm, I'm, I'm after listening to it, that I thought, I used to say that I'm not going to marry. So he right. said, okay, I'm happy that you are getting married now. Okay. So that was one. <laughs> but then immediately when he heard about him and he said, are you sure yeah. you want to, you want to marry a person and who has always been raised in village, you have always been raised in city. Okay. And even if I've, I'm raised in, I was raised in a middle class family, staying in a chawl, but my lifestyle was very different yeah. than the Bombay girls also, because I, I was very 
going yeah. out at any time and mumbai had this freedom yes. right. of moving around yeah. at 12 o'clock 1 am in morning yeah. you always talk about what is the last train yes. what is the first train and you plan <laughs> your schedule accordingly right so he seeing that he said one is that going and staying in that village and second is that education level is very different between both of you right. are you sure so you, when i'm talking you can imagine that mm. the dialogue was very open it wasn't yes. that he was taking decision Correct. he was trying to making me alarm that what decision you are taking is bit risky right. so in that way he was very liberal also so but i said like no i i have decided and we and i we got married in 86 but uh, the most appreciative thing is that this is in the 80s where uh, and at that time a father and a daughter discussing pros and cons of marrying a particular person that that itself is such a progressive thing where uh, even now it's so difficult for daughters to speak with their fathers and fathers to actually accept the choice of the daughter so uh, actually i must say that you have been very lucky in the kind of father that you have had yeah and actually that was the reason why i came to that level right because in our childhood also he used to motivate us to read the newspapers mm. read uh, literature he introduced and he was reading like um both gujarati mm. and english right. and so all the literature related like those days we have grown on the literature of uh, रविंद्रनाथ टागोर बंकिंग बंकिंग चंद्र चट्टोपाध्याय शरद चंद्र प्रेमचंद ऑल दीज बुक्स विच ही टोल्ड अस अनफॉर्चुनेटली इन इंडिया वी यूज टू हैव अ लाइब्रेरी इन द स्कूल बट वी डोंट हैव दोज लाइब्रेरीज एंड स्पेशली द बुक्स आर डिस्प्लेड इन फ्रंट ऑफ यू एंड यू डिसाइड एंड सो दर इज नॉट मच एट दैट टाइम वेरी मच इन द स्कूल वेर पीपल वुड यू नो योर टीचर वुड से दैट यू के रीड दिस इन आर केस इट वॉज मोर माई फादर एक्चुअली डिड इट सो इन दैट केस येस माई फादर वॉज वेरी लिबरल एंड वेरी ही मोटिवेटेड आस टू and and he laughed also that mm. you know after reading this literature and everything you joined the jp movement which i am also a part of uh, my role is there and he said that but still he was bit unhappy okay. with uh, my decision of both marriage and uh, going to village but at the same time he made it very clear that you have your own choice Yeah. So in beginning it was, but later on, and and he really used to like uh, when he so very uh, in I think within two three years we didn't even have a we had a mud house ah. in Maswad. Okay, we had a mud house in Maswad and there were no toilets, mm. uh, but still he came there. He stayed in rest house of course. Yeah, but still so it is, and my family also came there. so it was a very different unusual uh, decision in my family also right. and i'm the first person in my family who married other caste other Correct. religion other uh, state other language everything <laughs> different yeah. yeah so that is one unusual thing and another unusual thing okay i mean you have this knack for making unusual things happen so another unusual thing that you got into india is the first rural women's bank can you tell us about it i mean why women's bank and why uh, yes also can you give a little background about the village which you are in okay so when i when i shifted to maswad i was like uh, very i mean i was unknown to maharashtra villages one is but at the same time one thing was very uh, uh, 
when i shifted to masvad i was staying as i am staying in mumbai so i would after marriage also i was not wearing mangalsutra i was not having bindi and uh, then um, people my my mother in law would ask me and so i would say that um, yeah but why would you need symbols why men does not require to wear symbols and women's movement was taking up this issue during those times you would find women leaders who would go on the stage and say that from today i'm taking out my mangalsutra oh. and it was very interesting time those days mm-hmm. and um, so i and then my husband also sometimes would say that why do you want to get into those controversies mm-hmm. why would you not i mean he would just suggest nothing to do with like no you don't do this or that and i would say that It, these are the issues where always you cannot talk about it from the stage mm. but if you don't where people are going to ask you yeah. mm. so then you talk to them and mm. say that this is the reason so Walk these the talk. these debates happen this way about mangalsutra so that was one in the village and the other is which is in cities also yes. people don't uh, uh, expect you to behave this way mm. and the other in when i went to Ma- maswad the one after marriage like you know it was i'm going to stay here and the next day i mean i before i used to go to maswad i always used to stay in rest house right because all the guests would come and there are government rest houses there where you stay mm-hmm. and so i didn't realize but actually vijay's house did not have a toilet oh and then next day i said i want to go to toilet he said you will have to go to backyard and then so i was like what <laughs> and then he said that but while going you take a carry a stick because uh, there are a lot of pigs there and uh, and that made me really crazy so what i was talking about jayaprakash narayan's ideology total revolution we are going to change the world change the society mm-hmm. and big big things we were talking which came down to simple thing that toilets are required in maswad and women are sitting in open and which should not be the case yeah. i'm just saying that even today we have that issue yes. yes but i used to you do it very much like um so when we so we had to do a uposhan for toilets uh-huh. then i realized you know it's also important that it's not like only government thing even mm-hmm. people have to be change their habits so in maswad there used to be a temple and i all our women team we used to stand in the temple and would people those who, in temple people who buy a new motorcycle mm-hmm. will come and offer a pedas to god and Right. do garland your motorcycle yeah. so we used to stand there and ask that owner of the motorcycle that you have bought a new motorcycle do you have a toilets oh. don't you feel ashamed that you are driving a motorcycle but your family women are sitting in open mm. so that became a very famous story mm. and mm. women really enjoyed doing it <laughs> and it became a sort of a very different type of movement at that right. time so these were the yes. issues in the village and um, so that that that's how i started working with the community and our house became a center where women would come and they would bring their issues and mm. say that we don't have electricity connections we don't have bus coming to our area and we used to take up those issues one woman kanta bai she came to us and she said that you know i want to do savings and i want to open a saving account so she was she was blacksmith she was working on the street when i saw her i felt does she have a money to save mm. 
Mm. And as I, I asked her that you are actually doing your business on the street, staying with your family on the street. Do you have money to save? She said that, and she kept on saying that I want to do savings because I want to buy a tarpaulin sheet to have a shelter. I'm staying with my family on the road and I want to have a shelter in summer and monsoon. So that's why I want to save money to buy that. Right. So I said, okay, then go to the banks. And she said, banks are not opening the account. So I went with her to different banks. And banks said that she, whatever amount she's saving is so tiny that uh, it, this account is not affordable to us. Bank manager mm -hmm. said that. So then I thought if banks are not opening the account, these women have all the rights to save their money. Yes. And yeah. she's not asking any grant or subsidy. Yeah. What she's asking is a simple thing that to want her to save her hardened money, which right. is her fundamental right. So she should have that opportunity. So then we decided that why don't we start a bank for women like Kantabai. Okay. And we applied for, I mean, of course, I got the information from different offices. How do you apply for banking license and all? And then we applied for banking license. Okay. We had around like, you know, when I, when, when I was talking to women, where they were very excited. And so we gave a proposal to Reserve Bank of India mm -hmm. where to, for the banking license and at that time actually there was a window open otherwise you don't get banking mm. license so mm. banks do not reserve and do not issue the license but during that period actually um, our reserve bank had set up a Marathi committee to give the suggestions that how could you bring women into the banking system youth into the banking system okay. and so he had given a suggestion maybe one should try a women bank okay and so for very short period that window was open and luckily we applied during that time wow. but our license was not accepted or it was rejected because majority of our women had a thumb impression um, you have to give details mm. your right. name address education what business are you having and then when it came to signature they had a thumb mm. on that ground Reserve Bank rejected the license saying that we cannot issue a license to the bank whose promoting members are non-literate. Okay. I was devastated because it had become, it had built the dreams in our yes. mind. And I came back from Mumbai to Maswad. I was in bus continuously weeping, crying. Mm. And when I told our women that we couldn't get the license because our women are non-literate, they said that, License was rejected because we were non-literate. We cannot read and write. Why are you crying? We will learn to read and write from today. Mm. And our literacy classes started. Wow. So it was, I, I, was so con I was so nervous. But at the same time, when I saw this confidence in women, then we started our literacy classes. My colleague and myself would go from one to another village on two-wheeler and move to the villages, start those classes and our women would just mm. get together and you know it was very different atmosphere yes. actually and they were so excited we are applying for banking license and for that we are learning to read and write and on one side they were doing that yeah. but on other side actually many of many people were making fun of them also yes. mm. local people so it was very interesting atmosphere but i could really see that women were quite confident and uh, but I also was not sure that license mm. has been rejected now yeah. are we going to get it or not mm. so after five months we applied again 
and at that time i didn't go alone i went with 15 other women to reserve bank okay and uh, i wasn't sure what is going to happen but the women were quite confident and so when we when we went to the director's office um, so our women said that you know you rejected the license that because we cannot read and write mm-hmm. but they said we cannot read and write but we can count mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> and then second the thing they said that tell us to calculate the interest of any principal amount if we fail don't issue the license but if tell your officers to do it without calculator wow. and wow. see who can calculate faster i wow. think that was like a path breaking thing mm. Mm. and then our meeting went on for 2 hours wow. and we were not sure we came back after 3 months mm. by post okay we got a license and it was very interesting i mean our license was lying in the post office and postman used to come to my house and i was traveling and then we got a trunk call from reserve bank of india yeah and they were trying for two days because at that oh. time you cannot have you have yes. to do book the trunk mm. call yeah. and they booked particular person so oh. for my name oh. and it took so much of time and so i got a trunk call and our reserve bank officer said mrs sinha we have issued the license we have been trying to contact you for last yeah. two days and oh. congratulations but you have been it's a very big responsibility mm. so we were the i think i don't know but we were the first bank to get like i think one very few bank would have got the license by post right. which wow. we got <laughs> yeah. so we got the license and today yeah. nearly more than uh, 100 and more than 100 100000 women are banking with mandeshi wow. and um, uh, so we have eight branches we operate in seven district of maharashtra mm-hmm. and uh, yeah i mean this bank is now one of the first rural women's bank in india yeah. wow so i wanted to know that uh, there's always a thing which happens that when someone wants to do something good there is always a group of people who tries to pull down so was there the same scenario with your case very much and actually i was in western maharashtra mm-hmm. you know you you hear right that western maharashtra sugar lobby and this yes. lobby and that lobby so actually very first even first when we got the license and then we decided after such an effort we have got the license we'll have a huge inauguration function mm. and so we were busy with that so first we thing which we wanted was to get the place right rent it place. yes and nobody was ready to give us the place nobody what was the cause yeah so and we wanted a place it was very interesting that women said that you know we should have a place which would have a two entries one from the back side also and i was like why and they said no because we don't want uh, people to know how much we are we are mm. coming for savings so it made it very clear in my mind that these women are so cautious that they should have a control on their money and then when we were asking the um, people for the rent they would say no and the reason was very simple that local leadership did not wanted that we the panchayat uh it it actually maswad is a uh, very remote okay. small town it comes under municipal council so it was it is a municipal uh, corporation in marathi you would say nagar parishad right. so that, that time and so 
that was one it took us and so finally we got the place but it was actually very far from the little bit far from the market but then our women said forget it even if we get it we will bring market here <laughs> where we are you know so yeah. and and it happened that way mm. so then when we got the place then when we um we they were because there was so much of it's very interesting in western maharashtra or in villages of india when you are setting something and people are against you they will not directly stop you but they will make a fun of you hmm. and that actually reduces the confidence right. so they would say like oh these women are thinking of bank but you know they cannot even manage to count the money how they are going to do it and all these things were women were listening and they used to feel and angry but that anger was bringing the strength in them and they wow. said okay we will make the first bank which will have a computer we don't know wow. how to operate the computer but we'll have a computerized bank right so in that way we started taking the decision like that and then when the inauguration function was there we had invited pramila tai dandavate yeah. who was a women leader in parliament very active at that time then one of my colleague bhakta charan das who was mp and the mp of our area hindurao nimbadkar and what happened was that uh, it was first program which was led by women i mean masward had a lot of program and women used to come because sangarshwini had these big big rallies yeah. and all that but this was like first it was a banker program and women are going to sit on the stage so on the previous day uh, the local leaders used to call me who is going to sit on the stage and i said our women are going to sit on the stage and the mm-hmm. guests are going to sit on the stage and i started getting phone calls that no we want this person to sit this person to sit and then i realized that you know we'll have to properly think over it otherwise it's not very easy once the men sit on the mm. stage then you cannot tell them to get up in okay. front of audience yeah. right. so what i did was that pramila tai came and i had to spend some time with her to talk about bank and everything yes. i told my team that tell all our women directors to go and sit capture the stage uh-huh. and which they did <laughs> so nobody could do anything mm. and all other like nag like, mayor of the city mla they had to sit in front Wow. on the um, on the, the chairs in the audience yes but and then we had a guest and a member of parliament but we made it very clear and it was i mean everybody was so nervous because one day before the program again how the politics is played in western maharashtra next day we are having the program and one day before one person who dream was given money to drink and our local mayor did that and he actually drunk and he said that now after drinking you talk against women's bank you talk against women and he did that that tancha navani bombal yeah we say marathi tasa ki tya mahila mahila banke cha navani bombal ata something like that so he did that and now and and because he did that lot of men they told their wives that you know you are not going to the program and women were like we are going but they didn't tell anything to yeah. their husbands but when i start when i actually went to the stage with pramila tai i was just amazed the flocks and flocks of people women were coming from the village and location was such that there were three sides mm. and the whole it was in the because the bank was in the market place right in marathi tapan pet mantu 
Uh, right. So in main area. Right. And so we had, and that whole main area, the traffic had to be like stopped. And we had not made, now we have like doing so mm. many program and we have this uh, yeah. pro, uh, experience of arranging the program. That was like such a first big program mm. that police had to stop the traffic. Wow. Because it was so many women were standing. So there is there was a yes. lot of uh, effort to bring down the confidence, to bring down that whole thing. And but when, I mean, till the bank opened, mm. because till that they used to say like, uh, they, even MPs and everybody apply for licensing, but they don't get banking license yeah. and all that. But once the bank started operating, and they saw that and then it it was like nobody can stop was this a women's only bank or it was for everyone no this is a women's bank managed and run by women all members are women this is a first bank which was started with women saving women capital and women credit wonderful and only women yeah. account holders yeah and we men can deposit in women, uh, hmm. bank but they cannot get they can't hold the account Achha, they cannot get a loan loan they can open an account they can open an account because hmm. otherwise how are you going to because there was right. no outside support yes. right yeah. so that is one and also we want wanted that way also telling men that if you deposit in this bank women are going to take the loan mm. and they will repay in time so your deposit whatever you are investing you will get back your money with interest so right. it was an um, decided that we will get deposit of men so that because you keep on saying men also know that women are managing finance mm -hmm. better mm -hmm. you want to spread that message to men right. also right so earlier when you were talking you said that we live in this urban uh, setup of our mind and uh, so it every time we go to the rural area we have a learning Right. So similarly, while running your bank, did this occur again uh, that, uh, you know, all the banks are run by people sitting in cities uh, and decisions are made, financial instruments are designed. So how was it uh, doing the same for your bank? I mean, how was what was the learning there? So it's no Rima, I think it's like even today, hundred times you have to unlearn yourself that I that experience I got after starting the bank. I'll narrate you another experience where after starting the bank, we were so excited that we went in different banks. We saw that, you know, there are piggy banks or you, you save in coins and then you lock that box. And then when it is full, you unlock it and transfer the amount in the saving account. Right. And I also thought that this is, you know, women are wage laborer. They have a very small, tiny salary. They won't be able to save enough. So we bought the boxes for women. And uh, started distributing we, without asking them. Uh, we started distributing the boxes with mm. very colorful red color box, Mickey Mouse on it. And we said that, you know, you can save it. And when the box gets full, we, our representative of the bank will come and transfer the amount in your banking account, saving account. Mm. And when we distributed that, after eight days, one woman came to me and she was, she came with a broken box. And she said, whose stupid idea was this? <laughs> and I said, mine. She said, you know what? Before the representative of the bank comes, yeah. my husband broke away the box and took away all my hard-earned money. And at that time, was that was the learning. And I realized that these women are not asking for excess 
for banking. What they are asking is control on finance. Right. Right. So you have to design the product in such a way that it provides them the control on finance. And another thing which I realized that when you design product for these women or a communities in a rural area, one should not. So I always after that the first learning I say that I got is that never provide poor solutions to poor people. Mm. Poor people do not think of just excess. They want to generate wealth mm. in anything. It's not only with money. It's like whatever they do, agriculture, farming, they generate wealth. Yeah. And they have that mindset. Right. It's not like I want to save money and spend it. Mm. It's like I want to save money and create the assets for me. Mm. Right. So these women were like saving it and they would say, I will buy a goat for my goat or I'll buy save and some amount and then take some loan for buffaloes yeah. so based on that mindset that you know they are they are talking of wealth generation mandish is all product after this experience we decided that mm. when we are designing the product we will talk to our women discuss with them and check ourselves that you know what we are thinking is mm. right or wrong Right. And that is very important. So, taking the end user's opinion is the most important uh, thing in designing any uh, instrument and or service. Yeah. Yes, and also being the client-driven, right? Yeah. Yes. It's very much member-driven, client-driven. You, I mean, I always laugh and say, many people ask me that when you set up the bank, how did you manage to get the staff and team and all that? And I just smiled and I said, in fact... We did try some MBA finance and all those ah. who can make a great PowerPoint, who can make a great business plan, who <laughs> can make a great action plan. Right. But what I found with them was that they cannot listen to client. Mm. That is their ah. problem. And so today we have in our bank all our team from CEO, chief executive officer to chief financial officer who do a bond transactions, who do a stock market and share market trading they are all local women and wow. i'm proud to say that they have maintained the exemplar of the institution yeah. which you know in grading yes. we would yeah. say that we'd be able to do it it's very important and i the learning is that that it's not and i'm not saying that you don't require professionals of mm. course you require professional mm, after a while but it's very important that you know when you are professional you are designing something for whom are you designing right how much stakes that person that As. client that end user the person who is going to use it have it and majority of this not only in banking everywhere we see that are um, I mean on a supply side people just forget that exactly what yes. is the demand it's not that you read the demand you understand the demand right mm. and how are you going to understand is that when you are listening to people right so listen to people understand the demand and do supply so even today we have so many banks in india and i've been saying it that in spite of that you go to rural area and you ask women then you will see many mfis are working and women are getting loans but you talk to women sit down and say that you know you what what do you need from the bank and they would say we need an opportunity to savings right because still the last mile saving is not happening Mm. I mean, one bank like Mandishi can do so much, not mm. much, right? Mm -hmm. But poor people, 
may do many many transactions because their life and their cash flows are very small so which yeah. what happens is that they have to do many transactions and for every transactions they cannot come to the bank right. so they require a doorstep banking mandishi yeah. was the first to do that hmm. to have a doorstep banking wonderful right. so a few years back not few like just 3 years back almost there was something called as demonetization so how did your bank try to deal with it and what happened during that era so actually you know when demonetization happened i still remember it was on 8th november evening i yes. don't remember but i 2016 think yes evening we yeah. heard i i was just watching tv and prime minister gave a speech yes. on tv and said that we are introducing demonetization and 500 and 1000 rupees will not be any more have any will be yes. devalued and i was going to travel somewhere i don't remember but my bags were packed and so i called my ceo and said we don't know what is going to happen so i cancelled my traveling and i decided that i'll be here only and so we next day we were not sure what is going to happen at the bank and we saw queues and queues standing <laughs> outside the bank for depositing 500 and 2000 rupees oh. and One, I mean, one thousand, thousand, two thousand. We didn't have only, right? So five hundred and one thousand rupees, and so we were like, "Oh my God, we have to prepare ourselves." Right. So we, we, and and our bank because we had lot of many tiny transaction, so we had small, yes. small denomination notes. So that we were doing, but the amount of queue and everywhere, and it was in Masur. Mm. It's not there are many banks, right? So yeah. there also people were standing, and then what happened was that. when you are depositing the amount you have to fill up some form, form and yeah, say yeah. so in other other banks we saw that there was like people standing there sitting on the chair and filling for filling up the form they were give taking 50 rupees and all oh, that okay and many women started uh, telling us that you know some would come to us directly and say that okay we are not standing in queue we have money we don't have time we have to go to work we are selling our note to for 300 mm. rupees and so we were like you had I mean, they had only one note of five hundred, and they said we kept it because for medicine or something. Mm. And uh, this was like hard and money. And yeah. then they will sell it because they will lose their working day in standing in the mm. queue. Right. So they will lose one standing in yes. the queue two hundred rupees of their working day. So then we decided that uh, you know they have uh, all the right to get their full amount back without mm. standing in the queue. And so then I talked to, and it was actually. Rekha Kulkarni, who is the CEO of the bank, she came up with a great idea, and she said we actually had started. We have a Mandeshi Foundation has a business school for rural women, yeah. and so we have business school on wheels. So we have many buses which has a computer, tailoring machine, beauty parlor, mm. small lab for good doctor program, and all that in the bus set up in mm-hmm. the bus. So we decided that we have buses. We can convert those buses into bank. Yeah. and go to the weekly markets where people anyway come mm. to do buying and selling and can provide them a exchange of note but we were doing it outside the premises of bank so yeah. we had to take a permission from reserve mm. bank of india mm. so i just called uh, ex dg usha thorat she was very good friend of mine and i said that this is happening women are selling their notes and she said immediately write to reserve bank 
mm-hmm. and send them fax and email and say that we want to do that yeah. and then we did that on the same day we called directly to reserve bank and we said that we want and they were like go ahead with it mm-hmm. just give us the report what is happening keep reporting us so we would know yeah. so then what we did was that we started giving the exchange and then we realized like we were running out of the small mm. notes but then we always knew that state bank and other big banks bank of india used to say us state banks particularly used to say us that you know we have 10 rupees coins and what to do it's so much of weight and people don't take <laughs> it and all so then we remind i mean rekha remembered that these managers were telling me so she went to all the branches in satara district of the ah. state bank of india and she said okay how many coins you have you give us the coins we'll give you the currency mm-hmm. and will pick up all the coins and she all the buses were going to the bank and we arranged the vehicle and in gunny bags we brought the coins wow. and there was one day holiday in between mm-hmm. so we created the pouches of uh, 500 rupees right um, so in the coins mm-hmm. and how would you do it because to count the coins also would take lot of time so we requested the um, goldsmith mm-hmm. and we told them that we are doing this locally only yes. and told them that why don't you give your weighing machine so all the goldsmith gave us the mm-hmm. weighing machines and on weighing machine we would just put the coins and we made one 500 coin pouch i would keep it weight. on the weighing machines as a weight and then we'll wait and do mm-hmm. it so that mm. the things will work faster okay. that's how we did, we did it and then when rbi reserve bank found out that we are doing this they themselves made the i mean they were saying that people should know about it mm. yeah. so then media everything everybody came wonderful but yeah so this is again right yes. if we would if we would women would not have access to us yeah mm. directly talking that we cannot lose our 500 rupees note for 300 rupees yeah. so that, that otherwise we wouldn't have understood yes. to find the solution in And today's date huge it, loss yeah. for women who are earning yeah. maybe 300 rupees a day or something yeah. like that that's a very big And in a small town in a yeah. place where it's highly dependent on agriculture even 1 rupee yes. is a huge loss no and that was yes you, you are exactly right that in a small town where everybody surviving on agriculture and in the very first market day we saw that some of the women actually they brought uh, tomatoes and mm. you know to sell it and before leaving they couldn't sell it yes. mm. so they just threw it in market and they were crying and mm. uh, going back to back home without selling anything so that made us and it was so interesting that after that circulation of after that circulation yes. of coins happened mm. all the people those who bought from the weekly market or doctors who patient came and mm. they also gave the coins all shop owners doctors by evening they gave us coin coins. bags <laughs> because they said that's how the economy will run in the village right. now mm. so right. it was very interesting that for all those days we were like coins were rotating this way wow. mm. so uh, i think this is how our economy needs to run uh, right i mean understand the requirements and then accordingly so even one 10 rupee coin is not less in value when it comes to it right yeah. so uh, this you right now while speaking you spoke about mandeshi business school so uh, was did this also come out of the need of uh, women yes so when we started bank our women used to come and they would say that you know many things came up with the bank 
bank became a center where women would come and say we need this we need this so women would say like you know i want to i am taking loan and all mm. but i i need to be have a network with the market i need to know more so then we thought that what should we do i mean one woman came with two cell phone and she said i want to buy a two cell phone because i am rearing sheep and goat and i am leaving the area for 6 months my kids are staying with my mother in law and they are going to school i want to be in touch with them so one cell phone i will keep and one cell phone i'll leave to them and she said that i don't know how to operate cell phone so then we thought why don't we start a business school for these rural women where they don't know and now the life has changed it is not literacy just right it is to use the technology and everything so we have a business school and that is operated by mandeshi foundation mm. so all financial activities everything is bank does and all capacity building and all that foundation does so foundation runs the business school and now we have around 18 locations where we have a business school okay. in three states maharashtra karnataka and gujarat bank operates in maharashtra because that is whole regulatory area and seven district and then it was interesting that how women actually came out with one thing after other right. and so once we had a very bad drought and uh, akira bai came to um, bank and she was mortgaging gold and she was i just asked her that why are you mortgaging gold yeah she said i'm mortgaging gold for fodder and so she said that you know what i can buy i can mortgage gold and buy fodder but there is no water in the area even if i mortgage gold i cannot buy water mm. nobody is going to give me water right so you should do something and that made me think like and then she said my animals are here i cannot sell my animals i would lose my asset and for 5 years i will not be able to buy it so then we thought that you know in this drought we need to do something and we started a cattle camp okay where farmers will come with their cattle and stay there hmm. and water and fodder can be arranged for the cattle right. and within 2 days more than 7000 animals with around 5 i mean around 2 2000 farmers came and cattle and it didn't rain mm. so there was a time when our, at our cattle camp nearly 14000 animals were there from 700 villages mm. more than 4000 farmers came and stayed there for 18 months mm. and it was very interesting the whole atmosphere became like you know the community is resolving the issue of drought right yeah. but at the same time it was such a bad situation but community was staying together and giving the strength to each other and for 18 months so all the celebrations were also done so we did a, we had a 15th august flag yeah. hoisting day at the cattle right. camp and one woman came to cattle camp and she did we did a flag hoisting and after that she came to me lakshmi bai and she said that you know what i'm very happy today mm -hmm. i was why are you happy and she said that we in i've never been to the school first time in my life i have saluted the indian flag wow. and my, and i chanted janagana mana ah, that is giving and, me goosebumps right now yeah so it was and i realized like these are the real citizen of india right mm. where this country has not given them anything mm. they are staying at the cattle camp with their animals but uh, they are so proud of this country and by saluting the flag at the cattle camp she's 
so pride. So these are the lessons you learn from these women. And it was very interesting that Cattle Camp was having to to give the of confidence to farmer. Kirabai was singing at Cattle Camp, mm. and we saw that she's singing like she's motivating people so much. Yeah. And Monday she had a radio, mm. so we requested. And it, actually, we were telling that okay, Kirabai came to radio and then started singing, mm. and the speakers were in the Cattle Camp. Yeah. And when she found out that she has become very popular, she came to radio and she said, "I want to feature my program on radio." Wow! wow. <laughs> so our manager said that. uh you know kera bhai you cannot read and write how are you going to make your series of program again i'm remind, reminding the same thing that you are not you don't know how to read and write how are you going to run the bank yeah. so kera bhai said why do i need i am going to sing right why do i need to write something i make my poems in my brain wow. and i'll do it and she fit and she started giving program on radio and she became really very famous radio mm. jockey wow. she was invited to different radio and for indians it would be really interesting to hear that kerabai has been her story has been documented in the book uh, by rakesh anand bakshi let's talk on air uh-huh. and i mean when i'm giving the Mm. podcast interview it is so important yeah. when a story was documented they asked her that how did you started singing and how did you like you know became a singer sort of so she said shall i tell truth that i got a ma- i got married at the age of 12 mm-hmm. i was pregnant at the age of 14 mm-hmm. and i used to feel continuously hungry and we didn't have enough food mm-hmm. so to forget hunger i started singing see the communities and see these community leaders of india so much wiseness strength and uh, you know so these are my these I mean ordinary women these are they have done extraordinary things in my life these are my teacher guide and inspiration on my journey it's wow. wonderful you know it just comes to my mind that few years ago there were no schools like few hundred years ago <laughs> there were no schools in india there were gurukuls there was ancient wisdom which was applied in everything which is there even today so it's so interesting to see that this wisdom is getting applied in the rural india and not in the cities which we live in so and you made a school out of it so can you say few things about what happens in the school so this business school mandeshi udyogini we have there are two things one is whatever happens with mandeshi is more about provide this at the doorstep because rural people they cannot travel distances and it's expensive for them so everything gets expensive for them and so we started a business school where women are given training for just networking and providing the technology and knowledge to set up their businesses so we have like um in rural india if you move around you will see what are the livelihood you see mm. one is milk i mean 90% of the people are into a yes. cattle right yes. so that is one another another is like you know have um, produce your things and sell it to the market so two things are very important that in this livelihood how can they get access to mm. market mm. how can they reduce the cost of production mm. how can they use the technology yes. so business school teaches these women that so it's not a school where people come to do so and we say that our women are deshi mbas mm. and we proudly say that they are mentored for one full year 
and then they become uh, successful entrepreneurs. Yes. And we right. proudly say, and our women say that we are MBAs who are not looking for jobs. Yeah. We are doing our business. Yes. And I'm proud to say that universities like Yale, Harvard, Johns Hopkins, they come to our Deshi MBA women and understand and learn that how they are making their business successful. Yes. And you know what? It's very interesting that... Uh, when I when I mean now we have a business schools radio Mandeshi has and I was invited to Davos mm. uh, for uh, to co-chair yes. uh, World, World Economic, Economic Forum, Forum. Right. in 2018 mm. and uh, actually when I was asked to represent I was like actually my representation was more about the change makers mm. social entrepreneurs and all but I was talking to our women that mm. you know I'll be going to Davos and I'll be talking there you know whole world is come, going to come and people are going to talk in millions and trillions yes. and in front of them what am I going to say mm. you know what our women said they said that tell them that yeah millions and trillions are great but when our bank was set up and when we got the profit, we sacrificed our dividend to build the institution. So yeah. for nearly six years, we didn't take the dividend. Mm -hmm. We gave back our dividend to put in reserve so that our bank becomes a stronger institution. Mm -hmm. So this community organization has a very wise direction that these institutions should be stronger mm. and they said that tell them we sacrificed that and now invest in us mm. and they said why one should invest in us is that our courage is our capital yeah. wonderful <laughs> they said in Marathi that you will get the returns. Why right. would you not get the returns? Correct. Because our courage is our capital. Mm. And our courage will give the return to your capital. Mm. So these women have the ancient wisdom, like he said. And it has been passed down from generations to generations. And through you, through these women, we have been able to tell the world that India is an investable option. You must invest in Indians. Indians have the courage to make it happen, right? So that is a wonderful thing and hats off to you and the Mandeshi women for this. Yes. But in this journey of, you know, going from local to global, are there any observations that we as uh, citizens, I will not say today citizens of India, I will say citizens of this world, okay? What can we contribute to make this world a better place? Okay, so... My life has been like very different, right? In that sense, running a financial institution, mm -hmm. a bank, running a cattle camp and being at cattle camp with the farmers and animals at one place in search of water and fodder. Yeah. Running a radio in a, such a small place, getting women like Kira by and giving and talking about the radio. Finding Mandishi has a mobile banking, a women who are making like, you know, weaving uh, those uh, clothes or women who are selling vegetables they have never been to the school but they are using the mobile app and doing the mobile banking mm. you see that everywhere around right and then what actually I realize and the learning which you get is that when we were when I was running a cattle camp and it was very uh, everybody was waiting for the rains 
and we were like you know telling that how many months this cattle camp will be how many months people will be out of their houses yeah. and will be staying at the cattle camp so uh, and it happened that um, one lady gave a birth to a child in the cattle camp and then after that it rained okay. and um, so community decided to give the name to that child is the megraj mm. the kings of cloud okay or i would say kings of rain right and then uh, farmers and all women uh, farmers men and women farmers they said that you know what this child is giving us an indication Mm. that um, if we don't think about our world if we don't conserve if you don't if i mean farmers were saying that if animals are not there cattle is not there on the earth our next generation they will they will not see the village because yes. we are in the village because cattle are here otherwise we will end up going to the slums in mumbai mm. yeah. do we want to go into that and so one of the farmer he said that you know what we should need to think about the earth in the way that it's not only just we want water for drinking but it's like our future generation should have, have the enriched experience of all these things and so why don't we start conserving water mm. and we started building the bandharas in the area yeah. and what i'm trying i mean it's it's all about the knowledge which we are all the universities are providing knowledge all the financial institutions are providing banking all the digital uh, you know fintech solutions are being talked at a global platform right. but i'll tell you that when our women think they how they think i'll give you another example when we were actually implementing mobile banking we were telling that women should remember the pin number Mm. and our women said that no for mobile banking we don't want pin number try to find out some other solution so then we were like you know you have to remember pin number it is a safety for the transaction they said no find some other solution so we are piloting linking it with biometric mm. and when we are doing when we did pilot it and our women used their thumb you know what they said that see anybody can steal a pin number but nobody can steal our thumb Right. <laughs> so these are the again i just want to emphasize that never provide poor solutions to poor people listen right. to them they have a very different idea of wealth mm. because these people they talk about water conserving water in a very different way and when we conserved bandharas i'll just narrate you one of the experience i was walking in a weekly market one old farmer came and he said that you know what i am looking at the water in our area in bandhara and i just would say like you know mandesh is known for nomadics it is known for strength and hard work it is known for nomadic uh, culture music yeah. mm. songs and all that mm. and he came and he was like you know pressing my cheeks and was saying in marathi ki bai ne dushkar ghalavla bai ne mandesha cha naav thevla bai ne mandesha la sambhalla it i just felt that you know these communities and i would just tell in english also that he said that she packed off the drought you packed off the drought you conserve the local culture you conserve the local a uh, tradition of dancing and all that and when i heard that old man uh, saying that when i see kera bai giving program on radio who has never been to school but she's a like rocks on our radio 
in our studio. I see that we have so much of wealth. It is a matter of, you know, observing this, conserving this and listening to these people. Wonderful. Wow. On a closing note, uh, I wanted to know what does being the change mean to you? And how do you add value to the youth today? How can you inspire the youth today by being the change? So what being a change makes me uh, think is like bank in a small place started in Maswad where uh, local women are sitting yes. on the board of bank and a financial institution. Some of our board members have started a farmer producer company. Our women like Vanita Pise are doing a futures who have never been to the school but yes. doing that. So this is a big change, right? Women like Kera by running a radio. Where who you have have you heard that radio jockey providing program on a radio where has not been to yes. the school mm. and these and and these women are not only sitting here or coming to Mumbai and sharing the experience but sharing the experience globally also. Yes. Right. So these are the change and I I laugh and I say that you will see a young girl in New York doing the mobile banking mm. and you will see on street of Maswad women who has never been to the school doing the mobile banking Wonderful. that is the change right you know it's only one thing I can see is that from cities people go to abroad from villages people come to towns I can see that there is no need to come to town when you can make the village self-sufficient yeah, exactly. So uh, my first experience I would like to share yes. at this point is when I went to Maswad and I visited the Mandeshi office, I was like, okay, I don't need to be in Pune. I don't need to be in Mumbai. I can be here and still be a part of the entire global scenario. And that is so wonderful. Yes. I think that is the major change. So yes. stopping the migration and preserving the culture, I think what the old farmer meant to say was that you have kept Maswad where it is. Otherwise, youth and women and children they all would have migrated by now and also migration is not an issue if they go for say um, at a better level of standard mm -hmm. right yes. Yes. in migration is problem because you don't you are doing farming you are rearing cattle you are doing this and then if you end up as a construction laborer in Mumbai right. that yeah. is very dangerous yeah. Yeah. so it what is. we are saying is yes you migrate and if they migrate for, say, becoming engineers, a lot of young girls are going out. They are going to bring back the wisdom to the village and all. But once you leave, you are uprooted. That is yeah. more with the becoming a construction laborer. So uprooted out of compulsion. Yeah. Yes. yeah. So that, that is, is uh, that migration you don't So, want. So what can youngsters like us uh, do to help? So I would just say that um, to the youth that meet are these community leaders, talk to them. They have so much to share with you. And there is very enriching life in rural India. As I would say that, you know, at one time I left Mumbai and went to the village. I never thought that I'll be able to do these things. This happened because the passion of and, and passion and wisdom of rural women was so much that today Mandeshi Bank is there, Mandeshi Radio is there, Mandeshi Uttyogini Business School is there. And we have been pioneer in showing how cattle can be retained. Yes. Right. So this is possible. And it's not that you have to stay there. Now things are much more easy. Mm. So you have a context of that and, and we'll get a better solution for the world. Mm. Right. 
Yeah, that's wonderful. I don't think there's one episode is enough for this conversation. <laughs> but yeah. uh, like, what do you say? Yeah. So, uh, so uh, uh, let's say that your journey started with a drought-stricken uh, muswad, and it has ended with also a drought-stricken muswad this year, but with uh, empowered people who want to get out of the situation. who have realized that they have the strength to get out of the situation and i think that is one of the biggest change that uh, you and mandeshi uh, women uh, your organization have bought in maswad right the entire journey can uh, reveal that and uh, i think people should look up mandeshi yes, online and visit uh, i think it's mandeshi.org yes m a n d e s h i we'll put the we'll put the link in the description in the description and uh, you must uh, connect and uh, let us find a uh, uh, good solution for good human beings It's Thanks. wonderful. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for giving your Thanks. time and sharing your wonderful experiences. Thanks. I think you would you would have to come once again to extend to, these experiences yes. someday. Sure, and I would invite you all to come to our radio and do this interview with us. So many other women. That would Definitely. be the best yeah, thing. Wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Wow, that was something very much inspirational. Uh, this is me, Rohan. Thank you for giving your time. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. By the way you can listen to being the change on all the podcasting apps Jio Seven Apple Podcast Spotify Google Podcast and so on so forth so do subscribe to being the change so that you get notified when we drop the next episode do drop in your comments on what do you think about this episode which was your favorite part from this episode and do share this episode with your friends to give them also inspiration about starting This is Mirohan signing off I will come soon till then bye